people that listen to this podcast are like, oh, I want to hear about this. And then just like, we spend five minutes, more than that, 10 minutes ragging on this guy sleeping with his daughter. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? It's, it's, that's the story. This is why you're here. This is why they came back, yes. though. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not why you came, but it's why you stayed. Take it returning customers right there. <laughs> Welcome back to Your Hatch and Bar, home of the paranormal, supernatural, extraterrestrial, and true crime. My name's Cody. To my right, Summer, the real deal, Holyfield Dawn. Hi. And our host today, Sugar Shane Markle and B. McCree. What are we talking about today, guys? Well, actually, today we are going all the way to Wales. Uh, we're talking about one of Europe's heavy hitters as far as supernatural activity. Our story's going to start in 1989 with the Rich family. Bill, Liz, and their teenage son, Lawrence, move into this property called Hale Fanog. It's basically an idyllic farmhouse in the Brecon Beacons in South Wales. That's an adorable name. That's a good name. Yeah, it's like a Lego city. It doesn't city. seem like a place that would be haunted, though. It kind of does. It sounds, that. It sounds like mm. it's like cute and cottagey. It does. And from the pictures, it was cute and cottagey. It's really nice. It sounds uh, like a bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Like, I'm going to skip in these fields you without a, tick, a care though. in the world. Not back then. It was built in 1850, and it literally looks like every farmhouse painting you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so think that. Think Rolling Hills. Think just big, open, isolated farmhouse, exactly what you would think that would be. Encourage okay. the cowardly dog's house. Take, take me there, Shane. <laughs> take me there. Uh, I'm closing my eyes. I'm ready. For this family, this was a perfect location, almost like a dream come true. This was going to be their new beginning. Bill, who had just got out of marriage and met Liz with his teenage son, they all moved together into this basically a paradise of their own. Bill's an artist. And he was seeing his career take off with many commissions coming in. I liked um, when they first moved in, they bought some goats because they thought it would keep the grass down. But goats don't just graze, so it didn't work. <laughs> that was kind of funny. So he's got goats walking around doing nothing. Just hanging out. Just there, not eating the grass. Just eating his house and his fence. <laughs> eating his food, probably. Yeah. <laughs> just like, how did it get in the kitchen? Just <laughs> making breakfast. It's that bread and breakfast, man. <laughs> Well, along with the goats, we'll also have Rebecca and Ben, which will be the children that they will be born there. Um, they'll be their two children. So we got a teenage son, and we got a couple little kids, and a wife and a and a husband. Now I know Bill was a painter. What did it say? What she did, or was she just a home? Was she a farmer lady? I don't know. What so that was kind of like the thing. Like she was, she was going to be the homemaker. Okay. And she, I know that she was very excited about getting some farm animals and kind of living that life. Okay. Do you think that being a farmer would lend well to being an artist? I I think it would. I think living having that kind of space, you could definitely have like the space to do the work and maybe the inspiration. But doing the farm work, probably not. No, I, I, that's what I think would be good for it mm. because you can just go out there and instead of racking your brain, you're just working and. Your brain yeah. will just go off on its own because yeah. you're just doing the work over and over. And I think that would, I think that would lend well. That's cool. Bill's style was kind of beautiful landscape to do animals, things like that. He actually chose the barn on the property to be his studio. Uh, he thought it was perfect creative space for him and, and his style. Mm-hmm. His man cave. Exactly. It was before that though. Before ticks and man caves <laughs> were invented. <laughs> 
before football and video games, it was like, he paints out there. Manly stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so Everything was going great, as it should. I mean, this is this is a dream come true. Little did they know, though, that Hale Fanog, or more commonly known today, Hellfire Farm, would be a conduit of paranormal activity. Over the next several years, the Rich family will experience countless terrifying events. Dun, dun, dun. It's like terrifying. On a scale of one to ten, it's... It's a solid three. This stuff gets pretty sort of spooky in there. <laughs> it's like a PG movie. This is really scary stuff, guys. It's is the equivalent of UK scary to America scary. It's like as bland as their food is. So it's it's scary. Go ahead. Tell tell us more. <laughs> it's like eating beans for breakfast. On the toast. It, it <laughs> but no salt. Right, it is also known as Amityville of the Welsh, right? It is, yes, because it's a house and it's haunted. Well, so. you're gonna have to upsell me on it because Brian has has just driven these stocks down. <laughs> I just think it's gonna be just like a ghost going. He's going, Larry. <laughs> is that, <laughs> like, ah! like that's it. It's yeah, not even. That's a, that's a level three scare. Because he doesn't want to. Because it's Lawrence, right? Uh, Lawrence will be the teenage son. Bill yeah. is the father. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but we're going with Larry. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> I think it's actually spelled like you know how you spell Lawrence with a U. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So he's like Lawrence Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Welsh Lawrence. Yeah, he's different Lawrence. Damn. All these things started to. I mean, it started out great, just as they wanted to be. But then one day they got a bill from the electric company. Damn it. Even then, yes. I mean, <laughs> it, it, the way they have it set up, they have to pay like four times a year, like every three months. And to a surprise, the bill is for seven hundred and fifty pounds. And this is nineteen eighty nine, and that's a lot because it's a lot of paper. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of paper because you know the pound is what I think one to one with the dollar almost right now, but bent like. It's usually that to like a dollar, dollar fifty. So it's a lot of money, especially for a small farmhouse that doesn't have any electricity. I crunched a little bit of numbers, and it'd be about twenty five hundred U.S. dollars today, every three months. Yeah, on a farmhouse. Damn. Though. But I, I guess it, according to them, they didn't use that much power. Like they, there wasn't TVs going all the time. Lights. What year was this? Nineteen eighty nine. Oh yeah, I yeah. thought you said eighteen eighty nine earlier. I was like, what? <laughs> then it just blew your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what is That's happening why you made the video game comment. I was like, yeah. in my head, I was like, they had video games. Yeah, well, I thought you said 1889. I was so confused. I'm the like, aliens what is happening? brought them the technology yeah. first, and then the ghosts came later. Well, this has obviously been a mistake. They were powering their home for much cheaper beforehand for this random bill came, and they didn't want to pay it. Yeah, they said it jumped pretty much from about two pounds a day to seven pounds a day. It was like the, the, the gap in change of power uses they were seeing. And they actually refused to pay it. He, he, he needed, needed some explanations. They needed to come out and check this out. He started to get shut-off notices, and finally the local energy company provided a representative to just come and do that, check things out, and see where this energy's going. They went as far as cutting off everything in the house, making sure everything was unplugged, make sure there was nothing on. And the meter, which was in the barn, Remember Bill's creative space? When they went to go look at that, the thing is spinning. Large amounts of energy are being used, and they cannot explain why. Mm-hmm. Shane, what do you think the service fee was on that? Because I know when Comcast <laughs> isn't working, they're like, oh, we got to come out. It's going to be $80. I'm paying you $80. You can come out here, but it, you're not getting 80 bucks from me. I'll cancel this shit. I'll live without electricity. <laughs> this is your problem. I think that's where Bill was going, bro. I really do. Like, I will live with a ghost. I'm not paying this. The power company wasn't playing games. Like the guy shows up, looks at the meter. They see it spin. He's like, oh, that's crazy. But yeah, you should just pay. It just Give has no resolution money. for him. Give he's like, I'm going to need that. Yeah, I'm going to need that money. No, he's absolutely right. The, 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 he kept saying there's an explainable ex- explanation for this, but I just don't know what that is. You're using power. We can't find it, but you're still using the power. It's right there. While they're in the barn, something strange happened. Did you see that? With the lights? With the lights. Yeah, it said 
so that was Liz described that. She was looking out, saw the light show going on in the garage. It was like basically like the planetarium. You ever been there where they, they blast the lights in the ceiling? Yeah. So it was a light show. Dope, yeah. yeah, it was like one of those blade vampire raves going on in the barn. So one of my sources say that while Bill was out there with the worker, that this light show did happen with the worker in the oh, barn. Wow. So he said that electricity was just basically <laughs> bouncing off the walls. I like it. And the guy's like, yeah, that's weird. So we're going to, what about that bill? We just got to pay So this. everybody saw this. I'm just thinking the ghost is just really into EDM. He's <laughs> <laughs> just DJ. It's like, your bill is crazy, but. I was picturing the, the he's ghost. He's dropping hits, man. The ghost got those glass orbs in his yeah. hands. He's spinning around. So everybody saw this. Like this Every, is... Everybody's seen this. Yeah, this is this is the strange bouncing electricity in and this barn. And nobody was concerned. Everybody but the worker was like, oh, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you should pay that. Yeah, the, work, the guy needs his job. <laughs> Clearly. At two o'clock's waiting, he hops in the car and leaves. So this is like a precursor for things to come. Sometimes, I, I think we can all identify with this. We can be our own worst enemies when... You know, we think we hear something or you think you see something in the corner of your eye. We talk mm-hmm. a little bit about shadow people and we do these ghost stories. They always kind of start with the senses, right? They always start with hearing things. Yeah, but that's kind of one of the interesting parts about this story is there is an actual, you see something. It's not just a feeling. They start to actually see things and that's why it gets the credibility that it does at least. Well, in the beginning here, Liz, she will claim that in the house she would hear what she calls and quote, hobnailed boots being walked around in the rooms around her. What? And hobnail boots. I actually thought that you would say what? They're boots with <laughs> hobnails inserted into the soles. So like heels? Uh, you, she hear, like, like colonial heels, yeah. Yeah. They're they're used so you know there's like basically think um, little rusty nails sticking out of your out of your shoes and for you traction? walk on them for traction. Oh. Yes, yes, on rocky or snowy terrain. But according to her, it's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds like there's hobnailed boots just a, just a jazzing and so buffaloing all in the other rooms. <laughs> it's and... just somebody upstairs with cleats on walking around. Well, most right. notably coming from upstairs. And every time they inspect the house, because she's not the only one hearing the stuff, they can't find anything. Mm. Don't like that. Mm-mm. I would just move. No, I wouldn't. You not in the beginning, because if it's just no. a weird light show, they spend all their money. You got to think about typical broke blue collar people too. He's a painter, you know. They're not they're not rich like that. I, you know, anytime I hear something in the house, I just my white instincts kick in, and I just start lurking around the house <laughs> looking for it, which is like you know, Man, it's I'm, I'm, I'm like chasing bats around the house, you yeah. know. <laughs> I've walked through at my house at 3 a.m. with a hammer before. Yeah. <laughs> I, know I know what you speak of. God, I hope nothing's there. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> but you're like, I have to run towards it. All my instincts growing up, I would just see people, something happen. Everyone goes one way. I never questioned. I just went with the group. I'm leaving. Like That was my first instinct. Now as an adult, I just well, especially creep through my house. When it's your house now, you have <laughs> I'm to. I'm going to creep through my it, house. I'm going to be stealthy throughout my house. And she likes to sleep with the windows open, like in the kitchen and stuff, so you people could just see in our house. That's how you so like, at night, when I'm sneaking through, I'm like looking at the windows from the corners. <laughs> I'm like, 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 what the fuck am I doing? And I have to just stand up like, God damn it. And you're just in your underwear like, <laughs> I hope Two, no one's out here. A knife in each hand. <laughs> You just you just unveiled for the podcast that Summer and Cody are actually they they're roommates. They live yeah. together. Aww. And they were roommates. Yeah, we're roommates. That's what it is. <laughs> Close friends. <laughs> Shane gave out his address in the last one. So oh, shit. <laughs> Peeling back the layers, like Summer and Cody have been dating for two and a half years. This is Shane's address. This is the room he sleeps in. This is where he keeps his money. <laughs> he, keeps his, he keeps his wallet underneath stuff in the closet. <laughs> You did say you, you did say your door's never locked. I think you did say that. <laughs> kill he my said, kid, man. He said, "Come on in." Did you say kill my kid? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going no, on? Why, 
okay, so I lost my wallet three weeks ago, and I know a normal person would just shut everything <laughs> off and go get a new wallet. You lose your wallet every three weeks. No, no, no. He said December 14th. That's <laughs> a month. Okay, a month ago. I know the date exactly because I had to go up north, and Ariel's mad because I didn't have my wallet to pay for things, yep, yep. <laughs> which I would be mad, too, because we're reasonable. going on vacation. Um, but no, it, it, I looked, looked, retraced my footsteps. I looked at snowbanks. It's going to find it. I'm going to find it. No one's using it. My kid just randomly walks into the living room and goes, here's your wallet. Oh, no, 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 no. I was on the fo- I was talking to him. Bubby walks in and goes, look what I found. I have your wallet. Did he have it <laughs> the whole time? I was shaking. Yeah. I was so upset. Maybe him, he just man. found it. No. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he goes, hey, my favorite part of the whole story of him talking to him, because I'm, I'm listening to him, and he goes, he goes, where did you find it? He goes, I found it in the, in the closet. He goes, how did you know it was there? He goes, I don't know. My brain just told me. <laughs> He's like, what do you have, fucking ESP? Uh, so he has powers. <laughs> so Bubby's gifted. Oh, my God. Uh, my brain just told me. I laughed about that all night, man. I told, like, three people. That's pretty good. Shit I ever, just, just the part where he goes, I don't know. My brain just told me. <laughs> I really like my brain just told me. That's a good one. And he wants like a reward. (laughs) Now give me some money out of that wallet. Like his reward's me not beating him to death. (laughs) Dinner. Dinner's the reward. I stole this. Here, give me a reward. (laughs) He almost had a good plan. We've had whole events in the house where we're cleaning the room looking for the wallet. The day that I lost it, the first day, I woke him out of sleep and I was like, where's my stuff? That was a month ago. But his brain <laughs> his brain didn't know yet. So you can't blame him for that. Uh, the wall just called out to him. I'm in here. Check the closet. Anyways, they keep going. So back to Hail Fanon. The hobnail boots aren't the only sounds over here. This is just the beginning, guys. You know, this is just the, the precipice. This is the, <laughs> you know, things about to get weird. So there's just a stranger tap dancing in the attic so far. That's where we're at. And well, and another peculiar sound is this loud snoring that Liz will talk about. That was weird. Yeah, she's, she says, you know, at first she thought maybe it was her cat underneath her bed, but it would come beneath her, underneath her bed, sometimes in other rooms. And again, she would look for this. Mm-hmm. And when upon inspection, no. Um, I know it's later in the story, but she'll actually confide in somebody over the phone while this is happening, and they, they too can hear the loud snoring. They, they said it's almost like a beast. And she actually throws the pillow under there at one time to get the cat out, because it's early on she thinks it's just the cat. She throws the pillow and then notices the cat's outside the door, and the noise is still going. She calls Bill in the room, and Bill's like, what's going on? And he's like, you hear the noise, and then the noise starts to shift towards Bill, and it's right underneath Bill. Like He's standing on the wood floor, and there's this weird purring, growling noise can they, coming like, from the ground. Can they They can oh, hear it. They can just hear it. It's here. It's yeah. super. It's like, it, but it's super in the room. So not only do we got the noises happen, we can't leave out the other senses. You're going to get temperature drops. Okay, you know, that's a classic ghost story thing, right? right. We are, It's getting cold in the middle of summer, just sitting there in the kitchen or living room. We also have unexplainable odors and visions of shadow figures. There's those guys again. The, a lot of this stuff was so strange because it would happen and then almost unhappen. Or it seemed like that's where they start to doubt their sanity because that it's uh, when the plumber comes. So they're in the house and they start having issues with the bathroom. It smells like they're getting a heavy sulfur smell. And then the bathroom starts to back up. And then as Liz is standing there, she watches the toilet rise up, like getting pressed, like the tiles are getting pressed up and the toilet's rising up out. Like Ghostbusters almost getting pressed up out of the ground. And she freaks out and shows Bill and Bill freaks out and they call a plumber. And the plumber shows up. There's nothing wrong with the toilet. Everything's completely normal in the bathroom until he leaves and then it happens again. They watch it rise right out of the ground again. 
but then the plumber comes back and there's nothing wrong. And so it comes to find out that the, the plumber had been there with the previous owner that had had similar issues as well. So. Oh, the previous owner. Yes, because with the plot thick. Well, because okay. with the with the previous owner, he had installed heating radi- radiators in each room, and for like. The two weeks after the first installation, every morning they would wake up and those radiators were had been lifted off the wall and put onto the center of the room. And apparently they were like 50, 60 pounds. They were heavy. And she was a little old lady. So they had a history of weird things happening with this plumber who's unaffiliated to the story. He was just there to fix the toilet. I do remember hearing about the plumber being quiet about yeah. this happening before. Yeah, because a lot of people, as we go through this story, you'll see a lot of people throughout the town have had connections to the house and other people that are affiliated with it have told them stories or they had their own personal stories. So there's a lot of corroboration in that way, but not a lot of hard evidence. I feel like if your house is haunted, and you sell it, you have to, you know, divulge that information. In America, you have to, right? I don't know. I think you're supposed to have, you tell yeah, people if there's a ghost. somebody died in the house. If that I, is a law, mm. that's fucking hilarious. Isn't it? But also, like, tell me. I want to know. Um, I know that from our research that there is a market for haunted things. It mm-hmm. kind of drives up the price. For sure. People are crazy. Well, somebody's got to shop at Hot Topic, you know? Yeah. So the security that they once felt with each passing day is starting to fade. Things are just getting really weird. Liz would go on to say that it felt like they were living in a like this anxiety bubble. Uh, the days would be just be full of an unexplainable dread. The rich family felt like something was waiting and watching them constantly. Like they could almost be attacked at any moment. Liz would describe the feeling as living with raw panic and helplessness. It's, it's just really hard to explain. And Bill, kids, they all feel the same way. Because this is about the same time when Bill starts, uh, he was being very successful actually as an artist. There was a lot of demand going on for his art, and uh, it starts to wane away. He said the people, the big big orders he was waiting on, the ones he was working on, had started canceling. And so now things start to tighten on that way, too. So now you not only have the ghosts in the house, all that stress, now things are, now they're broke. And that's just a whole other level of stress. And then they have, what, one or two young kids at this point? Yeah, so they have the two young kids and the teenager, and he's right. They become financially strained. The orders that he had were becoming canceled. Mm -hmm. The work's not coming in, and she doesn't work. Between this obnoxious electricity bill and their normal debts, it almost seemed like they were at a standstill, and it was... They were going to lose everything. I mean, that kind of stress, I mean, that's happening. There's no way you're sleeping. And that's right. one part that comes up a lot. What I was listening to that BBC Sounds documentary about this, and they talked about the sleep deprivation. There was one cynic that they had talked a lot about that. Because you think about it, you have a brand new baby, and you're broke. That's ultimate stress. And you think the house is haunted. And there's so. a ghost, yeah. So it's you're, you're not sleeping. Yeah. So you're going maybe 36 hours without sleep. What do you start to see? And it also sounds like these things are happening pretty consistently, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. all the time. To each one of them individually. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really the mind fuck of it. Sometimes things happen like that bathroom situation, and then nothing happens. So it's you see something, but then it, that's a double, an extra layer of stress. So it's like he sees, there's one point where Bill goes in the kitchen, there's a knife on the counter. He puts the knife away, and then turns back around, and the knife's still on the counter. So stuff like that starts to mess with your head, too. Mm. Not only are these bizarre things happening to the rich family, but their pets... Farm animals, mm-hmm. neighboring farm animals. There's one story of, of a hog viciously beating its face against some farm <laughs> equip, equipment. It's because yeah, they got the that was the, the when they just got the hog, right? Yeah. And it started going crazy and trying to kill him. To... <laughs> they, they brought the pig home and started trying to kill Liz. You got some suicidal animals going on here. They're doing aggressive things. They're hurting themselves, hurting each other, or they would just plain drop dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bill's business wasn't doing so well. We just talked about that. But he did get another job from a neighboring farm. Basically, he commissioned him to paint their favorite horse. Okay. okay. Yeah. Which is nice, right? And he's Send filling it. horse picks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> did you guys look at any of his paintings? And 
I looked at it. He was he was a ta- he's a landscape and animal guy. It wasn't bad, but he was good though. I mean, he was good enough. He's yeah. better than me. Yeah. He made a living off it. Yeah. The painting. <laughs> was he good though? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't buy a horse painting, but somebody would. I mean, hey, yeah. Depending on the horse. His name's Echo, and he's gorgeous from what I can hear. <laughs> he had a long, flowy mane. He's a beautiful horse. So Bill, he, he does this painting. He, he, he's painting. Everything's going good. He's right in his style. He's ready to sell, but he can't get this back leg of this horse right. Driving him crazy. I mean, he tries, tries, tries. Finally, he gets it good enough to, he, that he will sell the painting. The next day, the, the horse gets an injury in that same leg. It was also, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty wild. And not only that, it will die at the scene which the horse was painted on. That's oh, the crazy shit. Wow. Damn. So it dies with the twisted back leg at the same spot he, that he picked because he was wandering around trying to find this perfect spot and he finally finds it. Nope. <laughs> they would have to bury the horse where it died. Is this just a story about Bill and his depression? <laughs> <laughs> Things are not good for Bill in this year. I know we're jumping around a little bit, but those neighbors will never speak to them again and they'll end up burning the painting. Wow. Wow. Damn. Because they blamed him completely for the horse dying. Which is insane. That's crazy, right? But at the same time... You painted my horse and now he's forever... To death. Yeah. <laughs> if, if somebody painted my dog with a broken leg then my dog gets a broken leg and dies i'm gonna be pissed i did he did i did you break the dog's leg though he might have it looks like a painting because the guy didn't know he was having trouble with that leg either he had to ask the guy which leg the horse broke and he told him and that's when bill started going down on himself (laughs) in theory (laughs) getting down on himself (laughs) so we talked about the blue white lasers a little bit um that's a reoccurring thing for liz she'll see the disco lights coming from the barn (laughs) molly pretty frequently liz tripping balls in the shed it's fucking skrillex (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so if it isn't lunatic farm animals weird sounds odors we also have ghostly visitors here come the apparitions Mm. one occasion, Liz could see a woman's face in her children's nursery. Now, this woman, I believe it be, she's reoccurring, right? The, yes, yes. So this is the old woman, right? Yes, the old woman. She, The one that I have this notable kind of scary moment was that she was outside of the house, and within the window, she could see in her children's room uh, just this ghostly woman. I thought it was really creepy. They spoke with the children now that they're grown, and the children talked about in their playroom how there was always this old woman in the corner, and they thought that it was just her nanny. She never spoke, but it was this fucking ghost. And they didn't talk about that till they were older. I believe she used a chair that was left in the home. Yeah. She would sit there. So, Brian, were they seeing these ghosts originally, or did this start coming on later after? It all built up. It started with the lights, then you start seeing weird things that they can't explain that don't really stick around and then they start seeing these apparitions. Oh, okay. So first there were the there were the fancy boots and then we got the old lady. Now you have the old lady now you're getting so the, so the spirits are becoming more and more comfortable and well and doing also more. yeah they're getting more active and they there's the idea that they feed on fear maybe I don't know. Right. But no malicious acts so far. Not yet. No, so no. far they've heard the the fancy boots and they said a, a pair of slippers they've heard so maybe an old lady, maybe a dude. I'm not sure who wears the hobnob boots. I'm not I'm not Welsh in 1880. I was trying to figure out if, 1980. Like, this... this is 1980, but who wore those shoes is probably 1880. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I was trying to figure out whether this, like, you know how ghosts, period pieces, like, yeah. you know, they Cosplay wear their ghosts. clothes. I, I guess all I, all I could see was, like, yeah, she had, like, what olden people would wear. Victorian uh, the, era. Yeah. But you know how old people don't ever buy clothes? You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. They have the same fucking dress for 40 years. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if someone's breaking in the house, sitting in the chair. Well, and it's... Why are new people never ghosts? Like, you die know. in 2020, you're not a ghost, ever. But if you die in 1720, you're a fucking ghost. Well, because it's not as creepy anymore, because everything was like sepia-toned yeah. in the past. When you yeah. think about it, you know? Nobody's longing for a lost <laughs> love and attached to a house anymore. There's just something about a woman a wearing Facebook. a Victorian dress with a little candle. 
Maybe yeah. they make you something about it. If you're a ghost, maybe you have to like cosplay as a Victorian. Yeah. Like, there's a uniform for this shit. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like, people see what they expect, so it's it kind of fits say, your, your expectation. Costume, have at <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. It's a job. It's like Monsters Inc. where you scare people, but it's just ghosts. Like, it's, okay, this is your family. Go so, go stand in the window and be weird. So the old lady's like a Walmart greeter of ghosts, yeah. just there. <laughs> noises. So the old lady was Liz's ghost. Both of them had a ghost too, I guess, that would appear at the at the foot of their bed. There was like a hooded, tall hooded black figure. Mm. Um, just kind of watch him sleep. Super, super cool. There's, this nah. is when the mediums start showing up and uh, things get even weirder because as as you know about a good medium, they're they're conners, right? <laughs> How do we feel about yeah. mediums? Oh, yeah. All, yeah. So the, the mediums start showing up. One in particular, they all have hilarious names because his name's Larry Harry. Larry Harry. Larry Harry. Larry Harry Give shows it up. up. For Larry and Harry. he shows up not by himself. He shows up with a crew of his people and a couple just random Dutch mediums. You're on Ghost Hunters. Exactly. So, so Zach Braff <laughs> is just running through this house and they start fucking with the ghosts and getting rid of them and identifying them. They say there's four there's four separate entities, he says. So this house's claim to fame is it's the most exercised house in the world uh it's 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 uh, at least in europe hundreds and hundreds of practices have been done here tons of different mediums priests yep they ever bring in the staten island or the long island medium whatever she was no i think they called miss cleo though no, there, was, that. there was a lot of tv personality thing like that there's yeah. a lot of notoriety going around because especially wales is a small country and this is an even smaller town so this is big news everybody in the town knows everybody in the area probably knows and there's a history with it and then so larry harry shows up and he's got all these facts that are scaring the couple because he's telling them about the ghost and he's telling them about maybe the old lady and he starts talking about another entity, a scary entity. They say they banish him and everything's okay for like a day and then it starts to get worse again as it always does. That's what it seems like. They've come in, some kind of prayer's done mm-hmm. and, and things get better for a little bit and then things start to happen again. <laughs> splash so that salt water around. So maybe there's something in the house that's holding them there. Well, Black mold. Um, <laughs> it could be just no. radiation. I mean, essentially, <laughs> carbon yeah. monoxide. I mean, it could be a cabinet, or you know, there's a theory that you know spirits can trap themselves in wood, basically, and it can. I've hold heard them. that. So if that's the case, I mean, something possibly well, there's holding them in place. Well, Larry Harry thought that it was that the ghosts were attached to the son Lawrence. Really? Yeah. So that was his theory was that he thought that he when they were cleansing the house, he was trying to find what they may be attached to, and Lawrence comes by and he's like, "Well, who's that?" And he gets stuck on this idea that Lawrence is the problem. Okay, so we'll we'll get to that mm-hmm. in a minute. We're okay. going to get further on Lawrence. Lawrence is the teenage son, by the way. Yep. I remember Larry. Not only do we have those couple apparitions that the, they are seeing together, some and sometimes alone, Bill, he will see what looks like a man with a really bad head injury. Because a lot of this happens to Bill. Cause, and also you have to keep in mind, because Bill's our narrator for a lot of this, it does happen to him. They're both getting a little bit of it. Bill's getting a lot of the entities, and Bill's hammered through most of this, too. <laughs> so it's kind of... So you know where you're at. He's going through it, man. Yeah. It looks like a car crash victim. It's like the guy had like half a head. On other occasions, Bill will see the seven-foot-tall bird man. And there's there's a lot to talk about there, too. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll save that to the theories. Was okay. there drugs involved? Just, I feel like he might be on drugs. No, Booze. Lots and lots of beer. It's, it's so, liquor. Like pills and liquor, when he says like. When he says bird man, does he mean like bird-like features like you know he's got like a long nose a long neck or does he mean like he's got fucking feathers like he's seeing harvey i was thinking the bird man you see him big you just see him like big bird in the corner or like (laughs) think like egyptian god like anubis kind of that's the way they're describing i don't does anubis have the bird head Uh, i don't know anubis is the dog he's the dog right yeah norcus (laughs) nordos it's it's like amun ra is the okay bird well yeah i believe i don't think that 
an Egyptian god was in this house. But this but. bird man would be a reoccurring image. He would sometimes see it in his mind. He would sometimes see it in the yard, in the house. My favorite would be the beautiful spirited woman in a long white dress that would try to seduce Bill on occasions. Because Bill got real drunk. <laughs> so now we have ghosts. We got the sounds. We got all the things happening. And this happens over about seven years, guys. Lived there for way too long. They'd lived there a long yeah. time, dealing especially with considering this. everything that was going on. Bill ever get it in with that ghost? No, he never did. But they did say <laughs> it's great that he didn't do that because you know she was. They thought it was like the spirit of seduction or something. A succubus. Like a succubus, yeah. yeah. The members of the family, they'll start having their own strange behaviors, too. Bill, he's getting kind of mean and weird, like Brian said. Kind of drunk all the time. Uh, money's getting tight, you know. Everybody everybody has the dread because they live in a ghost house. <laughs> Did they say if any of those fuckers ever just come through the wall? Oh, and... my God. <laughs> 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 those fuckers ever just come through the wall and just blow a load all over things? Like, just screaming words. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you have the worst day at your job, but do any of these fuckers <laughs> ever come through the wall? <laughs> Bill himself will start spending large amounts of time in his studio, just painting, painting, painting. You know, pictures were once beautiful, bright, hopeful landscapes are starting to get dark and very occultish. Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch that thing on Netflix? The uh, was it the Del Toro thing? Benicio mm. Del Toro. It was like a, the haunted something about the cabinet. Oh yeah, no, I've watched a couple of them. Uh, the one was about a guy who was painting like cult things that were like coming to life and happening. Mm -hmm. And the paintings were like cursed. I wonder if you got it from this. There is another form of uh, passive like telekinetic ability that I came across when they were talking about this about almost like poltergeist energy. It's not a ghost or an energy at all. It's coming from you, and that you're moving things with your own brain. That they kind of tried to attribute to Bill here, but it doesn't really stick. I know that Bill, he basically locks himself away in his studio, and his stuff gets dark. It gets malicious, macabre. It's really weird. I heard it described as satanic symbols, and he kind of comes obsessive with this. There was They did mention about how he was drawing a lot of eyes, and that was one of the mediums touched on that, about how his art had gotten so dark, and there was something watching him, and that's how they were trying to say that now maybe Bill was the conduit, because that thing was coming out through his artwork, the darkness maybe of it. Maybe he was haunted yeah, all along. It's <laughs> really putting a strain on the marriage. I, I know right. that. And when that doesn't work, it's like, oh, it's not Bill. Oh, now Liz is going crazy. Oh, Liz is the conduit. You're, fu oh, you're funny, not, but yeah, she gets yeah. possessed too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, it's not just Liz. Oh, Liz is Oh, they're still here. We cleanse the list. It's the haunted it's the family. It's the goat yeah. in the backyard, yeah. guys. We started it with who it was. You already know the answer. That makes so much sense. And well, Liz, you're right. Liz, she's she starts to be fucking con artist. Liz starts. Uh, she starts speaking in tongues. She enacts in these weird behaviors. She's almost like she's blacked out. Um, she claims it's almost like she's possessed. Her voice would become crackling and old. Yeah. No, I just think this is when Liz started to drink too. <laughs> this is when it all kind of gets crazy. It's like, I have nothing on this. No, no, because I read about crackly and old because she's smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. So they're in the house with I think it's a, a David Hel Holmwood. He was a, the local reverend was in there at the time when this happens, and Liz gets possessed. She starts talking in this creepy old lady voice, and he just asks her like, "Are you a child of God?" And she's like, "Oh, it's got nothing to do with me," and that's the whole possession. So I don't know. I think Liz might have been drunk. So Liz, <laughs> that's my guess. Liz would start digging up some information about the home's past owners, one of which was a woman who she claims that looks like the ghostly woman she frequently sees. Mm -hmm. The old lady. They went as far as to ask the previous owners if any strange, spooky things have happened to them. Previous owners would admit to nothing similar to that scale, 
that which the rich family was experiencing. There was a the local one local historian Beth Ann Morgan, the lady that worked at, worked at the library, did some research into the house, and she found uh, she was finding there was a series of what seemed to be bad fortune, like people losing their jobs, animals getting sick, kids getting sick, stuff like that. So that stuff, but not so much the ghost stuff. Shane, let me ask you a question. Okay. How long when this stuff you have children mm-hmm. that it's affecting your children? You are fully affected by it. Your wife is being possessed. How long do you stay there before you're like, you know what? For the good of my family, I have to leave. With or without Alkir, and either doesn't matter. It's because it it's gonna numb long. it. Yeah, no, it wouldn't take long. And, through, and throughout this, they take breaks and leave and go stay with Liz's parents. And everything when you leave the farm, it seems like it gets relieved. That's why Bill says he spent a lot more time at the bars because he's like, when I'm here, it's miserable. When I'm not, I feel fine. Though he just might want to be drunk too. I don't know. Finally, we have Lawrence. Let's go back to the teenage son a little mm-hmm. bit. I guess after about a year, so a year after they move in initially. He just starts misbehaving and, and being, quote-unquote, uncontrollable. <laughs> He's fucking 14. Um, so. Bill would describe his teenage son as irrational and bizarre. He would say he would say that, that Lawrence would start fights. He would swear and, again, quote, spit aggressively. <laughs> so he was a teenage boy. Yeah, he said, gotcha. isn't it, a lot. He, uh, he painted his room red. Who gave him the paint? Why are they so mad at this kid? Somebody bought that paint. He's bathed in his blood. <laughs> Bill would claim that this boy is obviously possessed. He's 14. <laughs> He's 14, right? Yeah. It's the 80s. He's listening to punk rock music. Grunge, yeah, yeah, it's furiously happening. masturbating yeah. in the light show in the yeah, barn. He's yeah. like, there's something wrong with this boy. <laughs> He's <laughs> listening to the Ramones. <laughs> Well, it's getting into the 90s at this point, right? A few years in. Oh, so he's grungy. Into, yeah, he's getting into grunge, and he's it's, all sad. But it's Welsh grunge, so I don't know what that is. I mean, they had, they, you know. He loves Nirvana. I'm sure they heard Maybe. Nirvana and Pearl Jam over there. Eventually, uh, this was too much for the family, so they sent him to boarding school. Nah, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Which cause... apparently took care of the problem. His poor, their poor goth son. Pretty much. He became a goth kid, though, because it's. They reenacted him being sent away, and it was really sad because it's Liz didn't want to send him, but it wasn't her son technically. So Bill had to make the decision, and he did this off of Larry Harry, the first medium's advice, because he said the spirit was attached to the kid, but it was not. Evidently, fixed the problem. It did for like a week. Fixed his problem or fixed the ghost problem at the house? No, everything's fine for Lawrence. The house sucks, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it didn't, it fi- it didn't the fix the problem. No, it didn't. It just got yeah. Lawrence out of it. Okay. So ultimately, he was thankful because he just got away from it. But I don't even think they were sending him to a boarding school. He was just staying with another family. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they didn't have any money. It, it's, I forgot I forgot to write the name of the family down, but he was just down the road with another family. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, uh, there's some inconsistencies. inconsistencies. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Brian did watch like a nine-hour docuseries on that through BBC, which we will recommend. It's obviously a big source. Yes, they did a good job of making it. He just moved in with a family that's like more willing to beat the shit out of him. Is exactly. well, that's hilarious. I didn't know he moved him down the street. <laughs> Yeah, he just got him off the property. So these these strange things, a combination of these things happen over the years, like we say, and then we have pre-spiritualists alike coming in, doing their thing, having their ceremony, trying to wave away the darkness of the property. Liz said that this property was exercised hundreds of times over the years. If you can imagine it, it happened there. But enter TV exorcist Eddie Burks. Who would be the one to actually wrestle these spirits down? Eddie wasn't—he wasn't your typical religious exorcist. Uh, he wasn't affiliated with any religion. He was actually a TV personality on a show called Ghost Hunters in the '90s. God <laughs> damn it! Yep, he's here. He's <laughs> oh here. My God. He's here. <laughs> this is so silly. During Eddie Burke's research, he found that this property could have been a pre-Christian Celtic-like witch haven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe that some ancient Celtic tribe brought upon this evil. 
He'll go on to describe it himself as just being pure evil. There's no name for it. During the ceremony, Eddie Burks, he said he felt he felt like he was fondled by many unseen hands. <laughs> Did yes. he fondled? ever wake up moist? <laughs> he didn't use the word moist. Or was he damp? There's no goblins there, no tokoloshis. No, that's his a, crotch was a little damp. Across the pond up. there. So cross that off. There goes my theory. It's still got that goat, though. Don't worry yeah, about it. That's what I was thinking. It might be the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody check this goat out? He'll go on to say that he'll have tingles throughout his bodies and in his hands and fingers Eddie's and a tightness in his chest. Just masturbating in the kitchen. <laughs> trying to get these spirits out. <laughs> was this Eddie? He's or, feeling yeah. tingles. Yeah, he's got the tingles. Like, I just got to take my pants off to get these goats out. <laughs> just go along with it. T- touch my hands. Don't look at me. Got to take my bottoms off to get to the top. During the exorcism, he said that he felt like his head was going to explode, and then finally, it happened, guys. Boom. Things are better. (laughs) (laughs) And it landed on the ghost, and that ghost disappeared. It seemed that they beat the spirits, and he did it. Just by being there, they just left? He did multiple exorcisms. I know that he did one over the phone with them. Um, (laughs) No, that's a real thing, yeah. He called in. He did. He phoned in. (laughs) Wait, the way Eddie... The way Eddie describes it is that most people come in and try to banish the ghost. He's not there to banish. He's there to listen and facilitate. He wants to help. Yeah, he wants to open the doorway for them to leave and show them the way, let them tell their little story so they can get the fuck out. And after he does this, though, things get busier for a bit, though, because they start, they've described the house as like a railway station. It was so busy with ghosts. There's just a bunch of ghosts everywhere milling around waiting for the ghost train to get the fuck out of here because Eddie turned their house into a platform. They didn't know that. Yeah. That's, uh, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they talked about that. I do know that although they've seemed to beat the spirits in the end, uh, Liz and Rich's marriage wouldn't survive the seven-year experience. Liz is alive today, and her testimony it won't change over the years. And to Bill and Liz's credit, Brian touched on this earlier, the children in the home remember a lot of this. They'll talk about the, the, the old lady spirit yeah. and other spirits that they've seen. There's a lot of loose corroborating evidence. And uh, there was one last secret that Bill had that he came out with. And I, I waited about eight hours to get this secret. So you're going to hear it. So Bill had one more theory for what was going on. And it ties into his dark secret, which is that in the, uh, I think it was the late 70s, early 80s, before he had gotten with Liz, he had fallen in with a man named Alex Sanders, who was the... I don't know if he was self-proclaimed or had been given the dub the title of being the king of witches in the UK. And he was like a televangelist witch. And he was all over the TV and stuff back then. And so Olstein of Warlocks. Yes, but he took a personal interest in Bill. And so he he tried to bring Bill into this coven, I guess. And they started this induction ceremony. And what Bill wanted to, his bond was going to be a famous artist. So he was going to like sell his soul, sort of. And he started the ceremony and then he bitched out and left halfway through. And so he thinks that because he didn't complete the ceremony, he may have left that portal open to another dimension. And they spoke with Alexander's wife, who agrees, because she said in all her years of being with her husband, she'd never seen anybody not complete the ceremony. So they don't know what that might cause. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you don't if you don't pay the whole cost and stay for the whole, you know. <laughs> got to pay the troll tax. You, you got to pay the whole tax. Yeah, if you, you don't pay the troll toll, <laughs> you won't get into that boy's soul. You got to make sure you're there that the boy's whole, whole time and you get all the payments and you subscribe and donate. And if you don't, you get haunted. <laughs> I know uh, that another one of Bill and Liz's theories about maybe why all this has happened is we didn't tell you that before they moved to this farm, they went on a vacation and they went to Egypt uh, where they visited the Pyramid of Cheops. I hope I'm saying that right. Forgive me if I'm not. While there, Liz especially experienced some kind of strobing lights and she believes that she maybe maybe got an Egyptian curse hmm. and she brought that back to Wales. <laughs> when she was on that general tour they paid $15 for she got that Egyptian curse well I mean so I have here the uh, 
is Horus, the image of Horus, which mm. was remember the bird guy. Yeah. Uh, that that they think that's him. They think that that it's his curse, and that's why this is all happening. I know that's <laughs> ridiculous, guys. <laughs> An Egyptian curse, but come on, huh? you it's know, that both of those things seem plausible. Well, I have one more theory too, because there was another gentleman who showed up. Have you ever heard of dowsing, like dowsing rods? Yes, yes, those yes, little, yeah, those little metal like rods that yeah, you yeah, hold light, yeah. and they're supposed to take you to energy sources. So right. a guy named Dickie Dobbs shows up, and he's a dowser, which is a thing, I guess, Dickie over there. Dickie Dobbs, the Dickie dowser. Dobbs, the dowser, shows up. And he starts, he uses them to go across the property, and he finds that they're not only on one ley line, but they're on two intersecting ley lines, right where that house is built, right where the power, like the energy meter is, is right where the ley lines intersect. And so that, which there is some credibility to ley line stuff, but is it causing all of this? But it could be causing latent radiation to be coming through the ground. Which could be causing people to have hallucinations and get sick. Yeah, that's a real thing. I mean, that, but, out of everything, that's my favorite one. But he found them with fucking dowsing rods. So yeah. no, I don't know. Yeah. It's just because it, there's also I'm pretty sure that's just friction. I don't. So, I don't think that's how that works. Shane, Brian, what's happening with the house today? The last thing I found there was a guy named David Holmwood, and he was he was the last exorcist trying to do it. And this is only mildly. You just need to hear about this guy because I had to. He's like outside the house for weeks on the lawn. He's a reverend. He's yelling at the house, trying to exercise it. <laughs> yelling at and the then, house. And then he gets attacked by a low-flying owl. And they thought that was part of the ghost, too. A low? <laughs> yeah. Evidently, you can visit there, and I think it is a bed and breakfast today. I'm not sure, but I know I Googled the address. Okay. And that David Holmwood is still on the lawn. <laughs> He's like, and part of the show is you get to see this old man scream at the house for a while. <laughs> wow. There was one other theory for who the, the one of the ghosts may have been. There was a murder that took place just outside the property about 100 years before they were there where all this happened, and there were two laborers that were working the land, and one of the friends just killed the other one and buried his body on a, like, in a dung heap or something. Hmm. It was something really dark. and uh, So that was another theory for one of the ghosts that were there because a couple of the mediums mentioned a couple boys, and they said they were fighting. Okay, so it's it's not when he said the Egyptian curse. All I could think of in my head is if you went to Egypt, mm-hmm. why would some old white lady start haunting? You? <laughs> like maybe she was also maybe I don't know maybe she died in Europe or in Egypt. And so this place is supposed to be kind of believed like 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 I said a conduit, like a paranormal hotspot where all these things can go, given a platform, like Brian mm-hmm. said. Uh, so it's like a mixture of supernatural things that have happened, um, whatever tragedies made these ghosts, what, whatever. It happened to them, okay? This is Hatch and Bar. Uh, it happened, yeah. I'm not well, saying it didn't happen. And I'm just saying it's crazy. There's also a lot of other stuff, which I didn't have time to get into. There's a history of other traumatic events happening over Wales in general, of like plane crashes and other bad catastrophic accidents happening in and around the airspace of this. So it's like almost a little tiny Bermuda Triangle, kind of like we have in Michigan, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah. But it's also just... Most of it's old farm stories, so it's you take it what it is. There's not a lot of concrete proof because it's so it's old history. Do you guys think it happened? Um, Do you think this is some kind of tall tale from a couple that are struggling to make rent, kind of like the the Watcher? You know, I think it could be radiation, hmm. like the exposure to it and just kind of going crazy from it. Because yeah. it sounds like once they get away from it, they're fine. Well, there was they, there's another version when a ley line is covered by groundwater, and they say that it can distort it and it makes the whatever the energy is more negative. I, did it happen? What do you think? If they all saw it, mm-hmm. something happened. I mean, yeah. it, I would doubt if you, even if you had radiation going through the house, like you all see the same thing. Yeah. Um, at the same times. There uh, was a so no. There's a thousand theories for this too because I've one of the other his one of his artist friends was talking about the kind of paint that he was using too and being isolated with it for so long how that could damage his brain and his body because he did was having like sores and pains that he was attributing to ghosts that could have been chemical poisoning. Yeah, but. 
That doesn't explain the kids. Liz. Saw it no. and the kids. Liz and, yeah. Well, that could be that filet a deux, you know, the madness for two kind of thing, where they start to feed on each other. It's true. Um, but, I mean, we also have the spiritualist witnesses who also mm-hmm. say they've seen a dark lady. There's, I mean, it's, as far as credibility goes, it's, this is a heavy hitter. This is what this is UK's biggest. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn more about this haunting, uh, there's a book out there called Testimony. It's 1996 by Mark Shaborn. Also, our major sources today are excerpts from that book, articles from BBC News, artic- uh, BBC News. The Telegraph and the BBC podcast, The Witch Farm. You, Summer, you said you think it's radiation, right? I mean, Let's just it's, go over it's, again, it's, it's probably like a conglomerate of things, but I feel like radiation is the huge point. I think they saw something. I think something was going on in there. I believe that it may be haunted. Yeah, I would say so if they all saw it and the kids remember it and everything, especially if two kids remember it exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Brian, what do you think? Oh, no, man. I think this is a story about addiction and divorce. This is very sad. And uh, it's... Whatever may have been happening, nah, I just my, the narrators aren't reliable enough to me. Even with the kids, though, if the kids are still talking about it, I know, but I I don't know because the That's dad true. was drunk and could have said anything. So and like I, the parents were yeah. yelling about it a lot. They weren't being quiet about it, so they could have put that thought in the kids' head. So because I was no 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 until you were like the kids are seeing this person. Yeah, they were young and they both can recall her being outside yeah. and standing. In the it's corner. got a lot like, of corroborating evidence, but it's all it's circumstantial and it's one of those you have to see it kind of things. And I didn't see it, so for me, this is just. I'm chalking this one up to, to drink. I mean, you know that's how I feel about ghosts, period. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't really believe. Oh, for sure. You know, because I've never, I never saw one. For sure. But I believe they experienced something. I'm not saying it was a ghost. I, yeah. I believe they experienced something. Yes. And that's our normal Hatch and Bar cop-out. They've seen something, right? <laughs> what would yeah, you want me to drag the not, ghost in it's here? It's not, not true. You know, we can go over it a million times, but it's right. He's right. Something did happen to these people. Yes. They're yeah, living yeah. their truth. For real. And you could hear it in Liz's voice because she was in the podcast. She's she's still scared. So something happened. Something scared that woman. Especially if people don't monetize it. You know, if you're not monetizing it, I don't really think you're doing it for notoriety. No, this money. should ruin their life. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. that's my always go-to note. If you go into a situation and they're like, well, then they tried to make a movie out of it and they wrote a book. And it's like, okay, fuck They you. did say something about the Amityville people making that whole thing up. That was in the, in the podcast. Somebody... I, I don't. That just popped in my head. I think that was proven to be a hoax. Because they they wanted to monetize it, and they did. Next week, Amityville. If you want to, if you wanted to contact us, please contact us at hatchandbar at gmail or you can go on Instagram and direct message us, or you can email, or you can private message us on Facebook at Hatch and Bar. And that is your Hatch and Bar.